The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorakai, and I am extra excited to be here with y'all today as we get to enjoy what I sense and feel is going to be an incredibly rich, uh, humorous, and deeply inspiring conversation about karma, power, and love with our amazing guest today, Les Jensen. And you're just going to love him and what he has to share with us. Les is an author, an inspirational speaker, a radio host. He's the founder of New Human Living, a platform for personal transformation. But but I think what Les really is, other than the best time to have around, he's an energy master, you know? And well, well, you're about to feel it for yourselves, but I, for one, am over the moon about what we get to learn and experience here together in this incredible container today from this wonderful being. So let's jump right in. Les, we're so glad you're here, honey. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm super excited that we get to have this conversation. Karma, power, and love, I was telling you earlier. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about that? I, we're all excited to talk about that. But I know we're all excited to hear your answer to this question first. What are your superpowers of the soul, and, and how are you using them for good right now? Um, I gave up the desire to resist. That's my superpower. <laughs> and uh, what was the second part of that? How are you using them for good right now? How am I? I'm not resisting. <laughs> I'm, I've untethered my tongue. The bridles down on the galloping horses were either screwed or we're in for a great ride. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fun ride. I told you, folks, <laughs> this is going to be the best time ever. That is the most fantastic answer. I love it. That non-resistance piece, that surrender piece, it's so important. Oh, bless you for that. All right. Well, you know, I can't wait to chat more about all of this without interruption. So I think let's just go ahead and take a short break now. And just before we do, Les, where's the best place for people to go and connect with you? Uh, to learn about my Kool-Aid, uh, newhumanliving.com, and to learn about me, lesjensen.com. I love it. All right. Awesome. Thank you. We'll make sure those links are up on the show page too. You are in for a good time today, folks. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we're going to be right back to get deep into karma, power, and love with Les Jensen in just a moment. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai, and if you're just tuning in, today we're talking with Les Jensen about karma, power, and love, and it is going to be a good time. So, Les, I can't wait to find out more about everything you've got to share. Oh, my goodness, about all of this. 
But can we just start off real quick with defining some terms? I feel like karma is one of those words. Perhaps it's like most words <laughs> in that it means different things to different people, right? So what are we actually talking about today when we're using the word karma? I like really like bone-crushingly simple terms. So karma is anything from your past that's influencing the present. How's that? Oh, that's succinct and spot on and pretty powerful in and of itself. I think we could end right there. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I love it. And so tell me a little bit about how you even got to be here having this conversation today about karma, power, and love. It wasn't voluntary, I assure you. Mm. The, uh, um, well, it, it's curious because my souls, um, early in my life, uh, in my 20s, I was put in front of these really uh, big-ass, high-power television transmitters. I mean, this uh, our power bill was $7,000 a month. I mean, it's really, really, really high power. Mm-hmm. We'd make a million watts of power going out the antenna. And I... I wasn't much for the academic route, and I was pretty much self-taught, so I had to scratch my head for actually a couple of years to understand what's happening in this box that the whole city can get a pristine television picture in their home. And it wasn't obvious to me. I had to kind of meet it where it was instead of think I knew it, and... uh, And I think that prepped me for years later, about 25 years ago, the cosmic two by four cracked me open (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't expected. It's like a bug hitting the windshield. My life changed Mm. very dramatically. I was on a shrink's couch. We had spent a year or two yakking at each other. And, and that particular night he said, uh, well, Les, let's talk about anger. And I'm like, Duh. I mean, do you, do you see an angry cell in my body? This is so pointless. He's like, come on, come on, come on. And he puts out his hand. He says, push on my hand. I'm like, okay, but this is silly. And I push and nothing happens. And he, and I, I had no idea what was about to happen. He kind of gets up in my face and he's like, look, you're safe. I'm safe. We're safe here. I want to, I want to sh- see your anger. Can you show that to me? And in that moment, some magical valve in my psyche opened up and it was exactly identical. It's pushing the go button on a transmitter. This immense amount of power came streaming out of my body. And I'm like, what are you? And the anger's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And it and it so this immense amount of energy is flowing out of my psyche. And the engineer brain in me is like, what the hell is that? Where did it come from? What's going on? Is there more? Blah, blah, blah. And like I said, that's 25 years ago. And so I went on a journey to discover this hidden aspect of ourselves. And that's uh, that's kind of reharvesting our divine potential 
by finding where we stashed it all in our psyche, if that makes sense. Oh, I love to say more about that. I love that. Finding where we stashed it all. Hmm. Well, if you think, uh, so uh, let's, let's play around with metaphors like gravity. Who has seen gravity? Raise your hand. Who has seen gravity? That's right. Nobody, nobody has seen gravity. You can't see it, but you can see the effect of it. Mm-hmm. And then electricity. Now, boy, howdy, we we live in a sea of electricity, and it took us a long time to not only discover it, but to harness it, and now look at electricity in our life. Mm-hmm. Now we move to consciousness. And and um, which is another word for love. And how do we how do we wrap our noggins around something that is so intangible? We need some kind of a dimensional measuring stick, a metaphor. <laughs> you know, like I can stick a voltmeter on a battery, and it'll tell me about the electricity I can't see. But there's no consciousness meter that we can stick on ourselves and see where we are with our consciousness. Maybe, you know, of uh, uh, David Hawkins, the the, yeah. mm-hmm. the guy that made the scale of consciousness from zero sure. to a thousand. That's a, that's a logarithmic scale. Mm-hmm. So, so if we take that scale and put it against a wall and put the bottom at zero and the top at a thousand, If we look at the bottom quarter inch, that's a homeless person running on fumes. Mm -hmm. If if they get a cold tonight, they'll die. Mm -hmm. And if I go up and I give them a hug, I'll quadruple the amount of energy in a psyche. Mm -hmm. And now I go up to the top of this logarithmic scale and the top quarter inch would rearrange all the galaxies in the sky. I mean, it's like trillions of watts of power. So so just the average wall can be like this measuring stick of the power of our consciousness and the mythology of our tribes that have survived the editors and, and hostile other scallywags have stories of, of people manifesting matter out of thin air, raising the dead, walking on water, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those are glimpses of, of how our experience of life changes as we traverse this scale of consciousness, if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. I adore you. I love this conversation. There's so much here. You can feel just the power of it, even talking about it. There's a sort of crackling in the air for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're bringing David Hawkins' work into it because I always found that his work was a, a really accessible way to talk about something that is intangible that you can't really talk about. And it's not a hierarchy. It's not a linear progression. So, uh, you know, as if I, I've never heard of it before for those folks that maybe don't know, can you explain what a logarithmic scale actually means? Well, um, it's like an earthquake scale. Mm -hmm. For example, a linear scale is 
if I have the number one and I add one to it, I have two. If I add one to it, I have three. If I add one to it, I have four. A logarithmic scale is if I have one, I add one to it and I have 10. And I add one to it and I have a hundred. And I add one to it and I have a thousand. So it, it, it's like E to the X. It's like a really sharp curve. And every, um, just like earthquakes, uh, a size five earthquake is not near as big as a size six, which is not near as big as a size seven. It's an exponential difference, if that makes sense. It does. Absolutely. Thank you. I think that clarification really helps the understanding because often our minds want to stick in the linear. And, yeah. And that's understandable. The, so, so let's dive into this a little bit more. This is so fascinating and powerful because I would love to hear more of your experience in you know, understanding that power. When you're talking about karma and its relationship with power and its relationship, perhaps we can use this scale as an example. Sure. What did you discover about, you, you mentioned, I think you said something brilliant that I should have written down, reharvesting. Is it reharvesting our authentic self, our authentic power? Yeah, well, we we had to stash it somewhere. That <laughs> our, our divinity is not a variable it's absolute yeah. so all of our divinity is here but what the the damn one whack whack the damn one whack it doesn't work i mean what the hell so we have to go retrieve what already exists as us mm-hmm. And once we reconstitute our totality, we're at the top of the scale and poof, zap, poof. I mean, it's like zap, zap, mm-hmm. um, like like a Jesus demonstrated. And he said, hell, you know, come on, belly up to the bar here. Y'all are going to be doing this too. Right. So, I mean, my question is, um, for the religions that follow Jesus, where are the alchemy schools? Where are the mystic schools? Where are the magic schools? Mm-hmm. That would seem appropriate. Here we are 2,000 years later, and we're, we're bickering over syntax, and it's like... Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Where are they? That's a good question. So what did you discover in your own experience that can help us along this journey ourselves. I know that you talk a lot about sort of this, this hidden aspect, but it's, is it really about clearing out that subconscious energy? Is it, go ahead. Well, sure. Um, The, um, so we could go off in a thousand directions. So like Mm -hmm. uh, emotion. So anger for me, like I said, the doc is saying, come on, let's do this anger thing. And I'm like, this is pointless. I don't have any. That was malarkey because anger was like the elephant in the room for me. And this is really important to understand, only if you want to understand. If you don't care, it's not important. (laughs) That I had no idea. I had not a clue that anger was making most of my choices during the day. And as a result of that, I was, my life was actually getting smaller and smaller and smaller metaphorically. And that's why I ended up on the couch. And I think the real gift of that moment when so much energy came flowing out of me was 
that so much energy came flowing out of me that it was so remarkable to my consciousness. See, leading up to that, I was starting to get ulcers. I had digestive tract problems. I was grinding my teeth in my sleep. And all of that pretty much vanished after that episode. And I remember commenting that the room that I was in looked different. And if we if we think about the the quantum model of, of quote manifestation unquote, nothing outside of us is real. It's a projection of our own consciousness. So if I change the energy dynamic, if I take an immense amount of energy and remove it from my psyche, the echo or the reflection from the quantum field would have to mirror that back to me. And I, I remember noticing that everything looked different. And so um, I think what really trips up humanity besides our totally inadequate education system is uh, um, to, to observe ourselves as this multidimensional soul, this fast, gigantic souls shoehorned into a physical body. And then the day we were born, none of us, zero people had an ego the day they were born. And it's like we boot this OS, this operating system, and look at the narrative of humanity. We've had thousands of years of academics, of religion, of of governance, of philosophy, and we suck at getting any traction with that. Because here, we, I mean, look at 2020, 2021. Talk about a head over heels event. Um, how many people stayed grounded through that? How many people lost their vision of the future? I mean, the, the idea of personal power is not really, really instilled in our persona unless as a adult, we discover it and then go look for it. Mm, I love that. Definitely worth looking for, my goodness. And so I think that understanding, you know, the term love and what love means here too is worth exploring a little bit because so much of our talk about love seems to to have the love as action or love as emotion or love as experience but we're talking about the state of consciousness that is love or that love is consciousness is that my understanding well sure we can do that um there was another moment in my life that was very very profound for me it's like my soul reached down into the karmic quagmire grabbed me by the ear and <laughs> and dragged me up i don't i'm going to describe it with my absolute best language mm. it it's is dragging me up into the light and i mean light i mean l i g h t mm. and and the only way i can give you a a sense of it is Imagine a really bright light bulb that you move so close to your face that all you see is a sheet of light. Mm. And in that space, there was no me. There was no, there was no duality at all. There was no when. There was no where. 
it was just it I believe it was the non-local the okay. singularity or whatever the hell you, whatever terms uh mm-hmm. suits your fancy okay. and uh and to me that was the um virgin source of love that would create all that is and and to try to drag a syllable or symbol into that field of all that is and put a label on it is just blasphemy i mean i think that's why poets start i mean how do you do it with symbols you can't you can't give that a symbol that does it justice if that makes sense it does of course and we hear talk about that all the time you know about all these things are just they can point to it but you can't name it i mean reading reading the Tao, that which cannot be can be named is not the Tao, and those sorts of things i think i'll speak that same language of having the experience of what you're describing i can't even imagine what that experience was like for you or to put human terminology on it and the language we have available today and the symbology we have available today well i think the reason i'm breathing i'm Mm. um i'm here to put a western dialogue to the power of love Mm. and if you just if you just um start yakking love on i mean People cringe and they they uh, feel uncomfortable. Um, it's so uh, I take one step to the left or the right, and mm-hmm. I find a similar symbol that they don't get queasy about mm-hmm. to to help them vibrationally come closer to a match with a vibration of love. That whenever the hell they. Mm-hmm give up the resistance they can reunite with that infinite well of love within their persona that's beautiful us i you mentioned when they give up the resistance can you expand on that a little bit when they give up the resistance to well it can show up in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. um in intimacy in the practice of uh tantra or or uh, sacred sensual uh, communion with another when you let your guard down to be vulnerable you're bumping up against all that junk in the trunk you know the (laughs) the unresolved crap in your subconscious and when that starts to well up in your being, a, a lot of people shut down or or tone it down. Or, I mean, if you think about the karma in your psyche, where did the energy of that karma come from? Well, it's your consciousness. It's your own consciousness. So if if we use the Hawkins scale, the the brand new souls coming down at the top of the wall, right? There's no right. karmic imprinting, mm-hmm. but the new soul doesn't have any human history. It doesn't have any human desires, so it kind of sucks at knowing <laughs> what it wants. As a human, it's got to come into form, and when you come into form, every time. You're not fully present in the moment. Whatever you don't feel gets moved to your subconscious. A great example of this is the 
the world world war vet like my father when you go into battle and you go into shock a hundred percent of that psychic imprinting gets shoved into your subconscious and it shows up as ptsd Mm -hmm. So if you think of that as fuel, because what is it? It's the energy of your consciousness that you didn't process in the moment. And and you load up enough of that and your body can't sustain itself and you die. But, But to release it and cleanse the karma out of your psyche, your real time now consciousness is a flame, so to speak. And the fuel is the unprocessed consciousness in your subconscious, just like that day that immense amount of anger came flowing out of me. Mm-hmm. I was conscious of it, and that allowed its release. You can't heal what you can't feel. That's right. So That's you, awesome. so you, you get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. You get when you find the dirty, sticky, ugly crap in your psyche, it's like mm-hmm. paper. It's like woohoo, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And and it's sometimes it's really painful because some of the imprinting of your past can be a whole lot of ugly crap because humanity on this planet, nobody has to be shown how ugly ugly can get here. Mm-hmm. But but when you're at the top of that logarithmic scale, mm-hmm. think of the, the languaging of like the burning bush or the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. I am that I am, or as it is, a hundred percent of it, a hundred percent of creation, both the shadow and the light, are neutral. At the top, there's no posturing, there's no polarity, there's no adjectives. And so we have to, we don't have to, but if we choose to, we can go in and and release and resolve and reunion the, the energy of the consciousness we suppressed in moments of the past that were too difficult for for us to feel in the moment. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I agree with you 110%. And it's the one thing in in my work over the years, over 20 years now, it's the one thing that we always seem to come back to, no matter what avenue we tap in, no matter what appearing problem, no matter what trauma, no matter what brings you along to this path, there is in personal and spiritual development and in family development, we always seem, in my experience anyway, to end up here doing this work. It is the most catapulting work I've ever seen. And I feel like it can be absolutely terrifying to, to feel at that level without a, a good basis of understanding of what's going on for you, why you might choose that, right. what is actually here for you. And so I bow very deeply to you, sir, for, <laughs> for bringing the the language piece to it because I got to tell you it's it's a long time coming it's a great great need to normalize this and make this not only accessible and understandable but but dare I say even enjoyable from the sense that 
you sort of have a, a bigger understanding of, of why and what it's here for and what it's contributing to, that has a great amount of power to it. I, I love that you're doing this. Well, so imagine I love daydreaming to understand crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine the whole flipping world is covered with Jesuses. They're all Jesuses. Everybody's a flipping Jesus or Buddha or pick your favorite, whatever. Sure. And so they're all living in unconditional love. Well, a calm sea never made a skilled sailor. You have to go into turmoil if you're going to get any experience as a soul. And planet the flip earth is the master <laughs> class in the galaxy. If you can incarnate here yeah. in this <clears throat> karmic storm, tsunami, <laughs> and find the light within your persona and drag it out of you kicking and screaming and embody it. Well, you're yeah. that's the stuff, man. That's the <laughs> I mean, that's why we're here. It's the biggest rodeo in the in the cosmos, I suggest. Mm, mm, I would agree with you. I have a friend, I adore him, and he he always shares this quote with me that, you know, earth is the school, right? Earth is the school and love is the lesson. And I, I love that quote within the framework of this conversation of karma, power, and love. I think that's so apt, just perfect, beautiful. Well, lo love is the stuff, man. Uh, mm -hmm. Start today and spend every ounce of it in every moment forever and see if you can even come close to making a dent in it. And I suggest you won't be able to. You know, if if love hasn't spooked you a few times, you need <laughs> to poke it harder with a stick. <laughs> I mean, love will kick your ass in a really good way. But not if you're all tippy-toe with it. I mean, you're not going to break it. Fair enough. Absolutely. So let me ask you, I'm curious. You know, there's something I read. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was you. And it was about keeping your focus on the purity of your energy. And I think it was it was reading something around how the kingdom of heaven is within each one of us, right? It's not outside of us. It's not a place we get to. We're not journeying anywhere. We're going to end up with the, you know, finally find the city of gold and all that kind of stuff. It's already within. It's already here. Sure. And so, you know, that languaging around focusing on the purity of our energy, I hear that a lot in different ways. And I think sometimes it gets confused with morality, that, that word purity, you know? And or, I think in this... Or righteousness. Or righteousness, yeah. Talk about wet cleanup <laughs> aisle five. I mean. God. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so from your perspective, how might you, you know, share that with somebody and maybe relanguage that a little bit? What does that mean? Sure. Um, yeah. the, um, the tagline, um, I created New Human Living like uh, 12 years ago. The tagline to New Human Living is pure authentic you. Impurity and authenticity don't describe any particular characteristic, because if I'm going to be a, quote, spiritual teacher, unquote, I can't push any of my dogma crap in my Kool-Aid, or, or you won't end up where you need to be. Purity, pure. So, purity, um, purity. Um, 
that light I went to was purity. So imagine this. Um, any time that you take a side on any issue at all, so if I have a pendulum hanging straight down, let's use the, the idea the idea of personal power, not the, the divine idea, but the perhaps the ego idea. So if a pendulum's hanging straight down, it's neither left or right. So let's drag it up to the right. And here's uh, the iconic idea of personal power. It's the high-end sports car, the, the three-piece suit, the CEO, the iconic Mm -hmm. idea of power. Mm -hmm. Now we bring the pendulum back down the center and we go up to the left and here's a homeless person that seems powerless. Mm -hmm. Well, they're both um, stuck. They're both stuck because they have a singular sense of self. So mm -hmm. purity in all spectrums, we could talk about this for a, a long time but <laughs> in in any spectrum when you have a posture of preference now it's fine to i use the word preference and it's kind of a double-sided word because do you prefer peace on earth or war on earth well that duh peace on earth right mm -hmm. but if if you choose peace at the exclusion of war you've created a standing wave of energy in your persona and so you're no longer pure and you have a karmic residue and so there's a ripple to your wake and you've come out of grace i know i just jumped through a whole bunch of hoops right there uh, but when you accept all that is as it is your wake is grace. And oh, so, you, so you can be extremely powerful, heal the whole flipping room, mm -hmm. and none of them feel like their cart has tipped over. Mm. You can energetically make a gigantic shift in their psyche, but they stay grounded and centered, and their sense of self is intact when it's over. That's the grace of the power of unconditional love. How did we get off on this topic? Oh, isn't this beautiful? I love this. Oh. We're off in the weeds. Oh, let's stay there. It's good in the weeds. <laughs> it's fantastic. What a great way to describe this. You know, I this is the middle way. This is unconditional. This is equanimity. And to be able to hold to that, you know, you hear those stories about the old masters that would just walk through villages, you know, and without necessarily seeing a person, that village and people in it, there would be stories about them coming into right relationship or being healed or whatever language you want to put on it. But your language, this idea of this wake of grace is powerful. It's beautiful. I can feel it. And it, it really represents that to me. I love that description. And so when you're talking about purifying, it's, it's very akin to, um, to where we started with your superpower of the soul, actually, which is that non-resistance piece. I mean, we're circled yeah. right back. That's how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. I love it. And that's the, that action without action. You know, that's how it feels to me. It's that action. Go ahead. For, for you to, um, like, uh, what if you went, uh, I'm, I just daydream crap up to, to understand <laughs> stuff. What mm-hmm. if you went back, you yourself, poof, you went back 500 years and you have total memory of, of your life today and you went back 500 years, right? Right. And and there's all the wise uh, pukes and the academic, you know, temples <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. And you go out to them and they, you say, hey, man, there's this thing called electricity. It's going to kick your ass. <laughs> right? Sure. And And... And they can't do anything with it because they can't even contextualize what you're talking about. Right. But you come back here and you say the car, the battery in my car is dead. You can go put a voltmeter on it and the meter says zero. And you're like, yeah, pretty much we're not going anywhere because Mm -hmm. it puts a context to something you can't see. So that Hawkins scale on the wall is really important when you go to evolve your personal power, you want this metaphorical meter that shows you your vibrational equivalence in that scale. You want to learn or not, it's a free will thing. If you choose to learn, you can learn how to move that meter that metaphorical measuring stick of the power of your psyche of your persona your personal energy persona as it relates to your divine potentials Mm. and once once (laughs) you have that context in place Mm -hmm. you're you're not going to get the feedback as clear as a voltmeter in a battery but but if you went back 500 years, you could tell, you know, you could shuffle your feet across the carpet and say, watch, I'm going to make a zap on you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you contextually understood. So we're all these personifications of the grand hoo-ha, the, the, the source consciousness. We are it itself. But damn, if our wand doesn't work, our ego gets frustrated and we tell ourselves we're not that. And so to bring a measuring stick to it and then teach our ego some language and dialogue to kind of move in and, and, and live in context of that metaphorical measuring stick. Mm-hmm. There's a graphic on my webpage and it's just a straight needle across a pivot point in the center so when the left side's up, the right side's down and verse visa, and one side is power and one side's karma. If I, if I move the karma side up, my power goes down. If I move the power side up, the karma goes down. And, and that's a metaphorical way for us to work with our own persona, even though we'll have no cognitive tactile experience with it unless some shrink drags it kicking and grabbing <laughs> out of our psyche and some, you know, show me your anger crap that he pulled out in that episode. 
And we're so glad he did. Oh my goodness. What a rich and delicious and beautiful, juicy conversation. And so for for those of us listening who are like, yep, yep, not along. Yep, yep. Karma power. Got it. Okay. One goes up, one goes down. Got it. All right. Got to access where I put it. Got it. Okay. I understand a lot of it's metaphorical, but I want to start moving that needle. I want to start choosing to learn. I don't have a shrink. What's my first easy step? Do you want the fast lane? Yeah, go, I need a fast lane less. <laughs> go stand next to a really busy freeway and then run out in the center lane. And within a quarter of a second, your totality of your consciousness will reconstitute itself. But your life will end shortly thereafter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's by far the fastest way. All right. How, how about the slow lane? <laughs> All right. You want some takeaways. I see. Um, um, A really simple thing to do is go get a bunch of post-it notes and put one at the kitchen sink and one by your bed and one in the car. And your brain is going to be busy doing something else. You're unloading the groceries from the car in a single sentence. will pop in your head. Um, Write a screenplay. And you're like, And you and you finish taking the groceries in the in the kitchen and you're easily distracted. And now the inspiration's gone. So if you have a pen, a pen and paper handy, whenever a single sentence pops in your head, stop and write it verbatim. The ego sucks at vetting the soul's inspiration, write it down verbatim. And now it's ink on paper. Now it has some some durability in the 3D world. And the next morning you get up and you look and you say, oh yeah, that's right, write a screenplay. And if over time you do this in two, four, six, eight, 10 months, you're gonna start to see a whole new theme for your life. Like um, when I, the the sense I got write a book talk about a bitch <laughs> session my <laughs> ego sat there and said who the hell I'm a small town kid from Utah what the hell do I have to say And it took me six years to write that book because I was kicking and screaming the whole time and now I can write a book in six months and I feel fulfilled and satisfied at a soul level. And that's really important because people people are drowning in the mundane Mm -hmm. and they want some meaning in their life. And they, if they stay stuck in their head, your ego kind of sucks at choosing bold and daring adventures for yourself the ego likes to know what the outcome's going to be before it makes a choice mm-hmm. but if you that pen and paper gives your soul the ability to have some permanence in your consciousness even though you might suck at <laughs> focusing i mean mm-hmm. I teach no thought meditation because where you're going to end up, there is no thought. It's a field. It's not a symbol form. 
It's a field of love. So no thought meditation, in my take, that's the stuff because you're not going to be doing any of this mental sequencing, sentence generating stuff. <laughs> it, it's a presence. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a toroidal field of the node that your soul occupies your body in, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. That is a powerful takeaway. And if you feel inspired by that, folks, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think that Les has given you the fast track, <laughs> actually, <laughs> without the you know really harsh stop at the end. This is a, a beautiful takeaway, very actionable and very powerful. And it is something that I agree with you fully. And I've, I've known and experienced some of this myself, but it's that over time, it's almost like you get into this different relationship uh, with your soul, with life itself with adventures and there's a focalizing or a focusing that happens that is very different from being so enraptured with the ego and allowing the ego to sort of not that there's anything wrong or bad with that ego but when it gets to take the lead and drive your bus everywhere you know sometimes sometimes you go nowhere fast and sometimes you just end up facing all kinds of directions that are are maybe not tops on your list. Les, you have such a beautiful way of sharing this stuff that is so accessible. The language that you put to it, the metaphors you use, the explanations, really quite something. What a gift you have. What a gift you are. Thank you so, so, so much. What a fabulous conversation. I just appreciate you being here with us so deeply and sharing your your very powerful wisdom so generously. Thank you. Well, thank you for giving me the space to do that in. Um, I appreciate that. Mm. Oh, it's an absolute honor. And what a benefit to us all. Blessings to you. All right. And folks, thank you all for being here with us too. As always, I really hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and inspires you to take a look at yourself, at your life and your astounding potential in a whole new light. And if you're feeling inspired to connect with new friends and community to chat about, I don't know, karma, power, love, all kinds of other wild and wonderful things, I really hope to see you over in the superpower universe too. There's so many awesome gatherings going on over there next week. Every week, it seems like there's just more and more going on. It's truly an incredible space to get your soul filled up and poured into. And you know what? You just never know who might be sitting next to you. It's so much fun to connect with community members and podcast hosts and all the guests. And you never know who's coming up when. So go on over to superpowerexperts.com for all the info, as well as the access links to join in. And until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.